welcome in to another episode of the CEC Football Podcast. Joining with me today, Craig Castellino, after the first game week of uh, of the Prem. Craig, what's going on? How are you feeling? Um, I'm feeling good in general. As you know, I just moved to Chicago, so I'm enjoying the, the big city life. And you just had a move of your own, right? Yeah, I moved to Florida. So Craig and I both have a... Uh, some temporary setups right now, but we'll be getting the podcast quality back up and going, but we felt like it was necessary for you guys to hear from us and hear all of our takes about the, the first week of the Prem. And uh, I don't know, this it's exciting. It's exciting times. <laughs> yeah. Very, very exciting times for, for all teams except except ours after the first after the yeah, first we'll get to it we'll get to it but it was definitely a disappointing start you could say for both liverpool and manchester mm-hmm. United. but first yeah. before, so we, before off, we talk about that yeah we, yeah, we, yeah. Before uh, we, talk, we should do something fun what do you got yeah we got to lighten the mood a little bit before we get down into the nitty-gritty we're going to do the who are you game it's if you guys aren't familiar with it i think we've done it before on the show but um Basically, it's a wordle if you guys know what that is, but it's for uh, different football players. So you can uh, it gives you the the position, age, um, nationality, league, and team, and you have to guess who the person is. And the in the leagues that the player can be in is the prem. It's like all the big leagues. So it's the prem, the uh, La Liga. Ligun, Bundesliga, and Syria. I think those are the five. So let's kick it off, Craig. Oh, wait, look at the bottom. Is that new? Oh. You can choose a league or something, including the MLS and stuff? Oh, that, that's kind of cool. That is kind of cool. Do you want to try, like, this is the English league, I guess, because we know that one the best? <laughs> yeah, sure. Oh, so the hope is it should be easier. Or yeah. maybe it'll be harder. Who are you, Premier League? Okay, yeah, let's do it. So we're gonna hide the photo to make it a little bit more difficult. Um, Craig, I'll let you. I'll have you. I'll have you have the first honors of our first guest. I mean, we have nothing to go off of. You will get the first guest. Okay. Yeah. Um, we're gonna start with ooh, the the star of my fantasy team Trippier. oh oh yeah we can do a quick aside here if you guys don't know we um craig and i'll pull it up actually right now you can see our our league i took a brutal loss in the first week not my finest uh not my finest week but you know we're off to a, a start here and craig and i made a trade um, in our fantasy league. So I gave him Trippier and James Madison. And I received Reese James and Alan St. Maximin. So let us know what you guys think about that. But there was some tough negotiating going on between both of us, and we ended up settling on that. Yeah, I had to, um, I had, I had, I had like six Chelsea players on my team for some reason after the draft. Well, I had like four or five, and then Cucurella went to Chelsea. So I had six. So I had to get rid of a Chelsea player. So, yeah, it's so sad that you Clay Clay forced my hand. He forced me to get rid of Reese. Yeah, I like Reese James a lot, but also I think Trippier and Madison should 
give you decent numbers and stuff. I mean, Madison had an assist last weekend also. And yeah, so. they, both, they both did well. They both did well over the weekend for me. Yeah, better than Reese James and Sam Axman did for me. So, so far you're winning. Reese James, Reese James would have gotten you at least what Trippier got me. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay. All right. So let's go back to the the who are you? So none of the things were correct. So it's the player is not English, not on Newcastle, not a defender. He's younger than 31, and his oh yeah, his shirt number is higher than two. So he's not a number one, basically. Um, so I got to think of maybe like a young, younger midfielder or forward here. The first person that comes, for, go, yeah. What? Oh, sorry. I was gonna say go for like go for like a middle-aged, like twenty-five-ish, so, so that it gives us like a like a. You're, you're a computer science guy. You know the sort criteria. You go to the middle every yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. You, know you want to keep on having having your selection size right. So. Yeah, thinking of someone who's like oh, I'm like 26 or 27 years old, right? Mm. Um, hmm. Who is a player around that age that I think could possibly be there? Maybe like or you go younger. You can go like 24, 25, because we know yeah. it's younger than 31. Right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, hmm. Let's go with uh. Oh, this will be a good nationality too. Let's go with Bernardo Silva. So Portuguese. Oh, nice. Okay, so he's not he's younger than 28. His shirt number is lower than 20. Not a midfielder. Not on Manchester City. It's not Portuguese. Okay. So now we're thinking that he's a forward. Um or a goalkeeper. Yeah, but considering he's not number one, that makes the goalkeeper thing un- mm. unlikely, but not impossible. Uh, I'm sure. So let's go with forward. Mm, I'm gonna say so non-English, non-Portuguese forward. So you can rule out wolves. Yeah, basically all of wolves is gone. I mean, I think that we yeah. should start kind of like maybe trying to figure out the the. I'm thinking about like maybe a number ten, someone who's number ten, to maybe get the shirt number kind of in there. You know. Not many number ten forwards though, are there? Harry Kane's number ten, but he's English. Yeah, and he's most not number ten twenty-eight. Yeah, most number tens would be midfielders. Well, we could go with like a seven. We could go like Luis Diaz. Yeah, I think that that's a good show. All right, let's go with Diaz. Luis Diaz is incorrect, but the Oh, that was stupid. I forgot. Oh my gosh. For some reason, he plays the seven, but he is number 23. I don't know why I had a brain fart. Yeah. Midfielder seven, you goof. Yeah. Okay. So, and wait, he's classified as a midfielder, but interesting. But we got the, we got the age correct, which is 25. And he's not on Liverpool. So we're uh, almost halfway through our guesses and we haven't made much progress. <laughs> Um, okay, let's think of a 25 year old forward. Um, not on City or Liverpool. Yeah, he's younger than 25, isn't he? Uh, maybe he's 24 or 25. That might not be a bad shot because that's also Brazilian. Let's go with Jesus. 
Not Brazilian. Okay, so we got the forward correct. Okay. Okay, so this gives us some information here. Not Brazilian, not on Arsenal. He is a forward who is 25, and his number is less than nine. Okay, so his, his number is between three or between two and nine. So it's three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So that makes me think if it's a forward, probably number seven, right? Mm. So what's, I think, that, what's the same maximum number? He's number 10. Is he? Yeah. I'm almost positive on that one. Yeah, maybe we should start thinking, because not City, not Liverpool, not Arsenal. Um, whoa. Yeah, it might, maybe it might not be in, like a big team. It might be one of the smaller teams. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Sun's not 25. What? How old is Neil Moffat? Isn't he number seven? Uh, I think he's number nine now, right? He changed. Number nine. Uh, yeah, I don't know if he's 25 either. He might be a little bit older than that. Let me tell you to think of like the the number sevens that I know throughout the league. So there's Ronaldo. Not could be Ronaldo. Um, there is Son, who's older than 25. There is Milner. He's not on Liverpool. Um, so yeah, it makes me think that it's not a big six side. Who's number seven for Chelsea and Conte? So, um, not Conte. Yeah, so it's not one of the big teams. Who's number seven on West Ham? Ooh, um, I don't know. And it, we don't know if the player is number seven either. We just know that it's a forward number 25. Or whose age is 25. 25-year-old forward, not Brazilian, not Portuguese, not English. I'm thinking French, maybe. Hmm. Or like, oh, could it... B, oh no, I was going to say maybe like Harvey Barnes on Leicester. I think he's number seven, but he's not, he's English also. So that wouldn't work. He's English. Um, trying to, okay, I'm looking at the, I don't know if it, is this is cheating or not, but I'm just looking at the list of teams in the Prem just to kind of jog my memory. Um, so, yeah, that's very Yeah. So Tottenham, Son, Bournemouth. I don't know who's number seven on Bournemouth. Do you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Not Arsenal. We already guessed an Arsenal player. Not City. We already guessed a City player. Not Newcastle. Brighton. I can't remember who's number seven on Brighton. Or Leeds. Oh man, this is getting kind of tough. What number is Daniel James? Like, did he stick with his 21? Oh, he's, it doesn't matter because he's English anyways. Or he's actually Welsh, but. Okay, maybe we should try to go for the nationality then, if we can't think of the number. So we got to think of maybe like a, what other pop- nationalities are popular in the English league? Then you, I feel like they need to give us help with the club. Like I know. They need to, like they need to show, is, is it like below or 
above, obviously the prim just started, but maybe like using last year's ranking or something, did this club finish below? Because then we know which way we're, we're going. Yeah. Because once we have the club, that's, man, we only have four guesses to get the player. Um, okay, let's pick, yeah, definitely let's make sure we pick a different nationality and a different club. So French comes to mind. What are the other like likely nationalities? You could go with like, uh, I don't know, Spanish. Uh, mm. I don't think there's that many German players in Prem, but you could also go with maybe like Scotland. Uh, there's not too many Scottish either. There's a couple, there's some Argentinians, but forwards. Oh, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess one. I think he's a little bit younger than this, but just maybe to get leads out of the Wait, way. Where's he from? Where's he from? I don't know. What, what if he's okay? What if he's Brazilian or Portuguese? His name's Luis. Oh no, he's Colombian. <laughs> oh. Okay, that was kind of a waste of a guess. Sorry, I had I had to think. But I think he might be number seven. So let me look. No, I'm but that didn't give us anything. Except for he's not on leads. Yeah, that was not good. Man, okay. Why did you get so carried away? Okay, well I was getting I was getting antsy because we hadn't guessed in a while. Okay, no, that's actually fair. All right, yeah, maybe we could just. Hmm. Oh, it does say struggling reveal players club. Do we need that? We only have three more guesses. Okay. Let's let's give one more guess and then we can reveal the players club. How about that? Okay. All right. I'm think, I'm starting to think of some some lower teams. Oh, wait, Everton. Who's yeah, who's Everton I was thinking. For? I think it's Damari Gray, but he's English. Oh yeah, because Richarlison used to be. What number was he when he was at Everton? Was he not? Seven, no, he was seven, I think. Oh, maybe so someone it, would have picked him. Yeah, yeah, never mind. What about, okay, what about Crystal Palace? Isn't it like Olise? He's French also, and he's younger than... I'm pretty sure Olise... Is he 25? Oh, I don't know. Hey, right, go for it. I think he's younger than 25. I'm almost positive he's younger than 25. Okay, so he's a number seven. That gives us some help. All, All right. right, give us the club. We need the club. Oh, Brentford. Oh, no. Is it... Brian Mbwemo. Who? Mbwemo. Oh, he's French. And he's number 19. I don't know who Brentford is number seven. I'll be, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, me too. Me too. I have no idea. I not name any Brentford. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess because we're going to... Oh, dude, Erickson's not even in the... Erickson's not even in the player list. What? Type in Chris. Oh. All right, I'm going to guess this guy. Who was it? Who was it? Oh, wait, what? He's a forward? Sergi Kanos. Okay, that was really, really hard. Yeah, I remember him because he scored 
the beginning of last season. I think he scored in the opener against, was it Arsenal or something? Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, I do remember that now. Well, I mean, uh, have you seen the Arsenal, um, like, all or nothing on Amazon? No, I haven't watched it. It's really good. I, I just started watching it the other day. Um, mm. it's, really, it's worth a watch. It kind of gives a behind-the-scenes look on, like, the whole club and stuff. And, you know, like, last year Arsenal had a really uh, interesting season, you know. Well, they started off 0 for 3, and then uh, they had a good runner for them and, you know, fighting for the top four the whole, basically an entire year. It was, it was good. And they have a lot of interesting young players to follow and stuff. So, yeah, it was, it was a really good, really good series. But watch the whole thing, huh? Did you watch the whole thing? There's only six episodes out right now. I've watched them so far. Um, I think they're going to release some more because the season hasn't ended yet in the show. Hmm. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, let's uh, let's recap some of these games that happened throughout the this last week so let's move first to i guess speaking of arsenal let's go to that game first the arsenal crystal palace game what's a great way for arsenal to start off the season i mean that's basically exactly what they wanted yeah no yeah i agree i think it's an exciting season for arsenal fans i think them and tottenham fans are kind of feeling similar maybe although tottenham fans are much more excited because they had a way better window and they have Conte, who's a much more proven coach. And they just have also more established players anyway, just Kane and Son, et cetera. Um, but I still think Arsenal fans can also be pretty excited about this season. Um, I think they're going in with a lot of good players. They also had a really strong transfer window. They brought in some good players from good well, from one good club, City, like Jesus and Zinchenko. They've been there. They've won things. Zinchenko's actually played a lot. Um, Jesus, you know, I've seen the bench a lot, but also had some some great goals. Um, so yeah, I think it's an exciting year for for Arsenal. And as you know, I always said that they have the best young talent. So in addition to the signings they've made, they already have that young base who are only going to get better and better with Saka, Mills, with Rowe, Odegaard, et cetera, et cetera, um, Eddie and Ketia all coming through. So I think it was the perfect start for them because Crystal Palace, we know they can be tricky. They were tricky last year for a lot of the big clubs. And they're going to be hoping to, to push for a top 10 finish, mid-table finish this year again. So Arsenal, it wasn't like an easy, like, give me win by any means, where like, they would have gone into it, like, okay, we should, we're going to win this. So it'll be a huge confidence booster for them. Yeah, definitely. And when you're talking about this young talent stuff, you got to also look towards uh, one of their new young center backs, William Saliba, I think is how you pronounce mm-hmm. his name, because he was on loan at Marseille last year and in the French league, he won the young player of the season for them. And he was absolutely incredible for uh, Marseille apparently. And now he's starting, um, it's, a, it's another good young talent. Like this guy is starting for France and stuff. So it's pretty crazy. Why are you laughing? <laughs> you're, you're holding your mic like a mic, like, like you're holding it on stage. <laughs> Well, I'm holding my mic in my hand because I don't have a desk right now. So I got tired of like leaning over. For all the, the Spotify listeners who who don't who aren't able to see the video, Clay's holding like a, a full like podcast, like a computer microphone, not like a normal microphone. He's holding it in his hand. So sorry, continue. 
but yeah, so I was just, <laughs> I was just saying that like, I think that that's going to be another good option. They already have two solid choices with Ben White and Gabrielle, but to add that third player who honestly, considering that this kid is starting for France, probably will be starting for also Arsenal. Um, like that's another good pickup. It's not really a signing, but a player that coming back to the club that has made vast improvement from this last year to this year. Um, another the other solid defensive option. And when you consider that they have a back line of like, they can have a back line of Tierney one, I guess. So they'll have like Gabrielle or White or Sally Butt at center back and then Tomiyasu at right back. And then you are able to put Zinchenko at midfield where he plays for Ukraine. Like that's a pretty solid uh, base, I guess you could say, for a team that has a lot of exciting young talent up front also. So a great start for Arsenal. I don't think they could have asked for much more other than maybe they wanted to see Gabriel Jesus get off the mark, but he scored a lot in preseason and stuff. So his goals will come. Yeah. Good start. Yeah. All right. All right. Next game, a little bit less of a, I mean, it depends on actually what side of the aisle you're on. Maybe. Uh, oh, but actually, it actually does. It actually does make a big difference when you hold your microphone up to. Yeah. To you. Does it? Does it? Yeah. Like this is way better than. Yeah, exactly. I see. So next game we're going to look at is uh, one that I feel a little bit less positive about is the Liverpool 2-2 draw with Fulham. Um, Craig, let me hear your opinions first on this game before I kind of say my piece. Um, I, man, <laughs> it, it's, quite a, uh, it's quite a shock result, I would say. Okay, they didn't lose, but I mean, it was Fulham. So Liverpool fans, I, I was talking about the Arsenal Crystal Palace game and saying, you know, it would have been silly for Arsenal to go in there thinking it's an easy game, like we're definitely going to win this. I feel like it's fair to say Liverpool and Liverpool fans maybe were expecting it to be like a pretty easy game and good results, like start off maybe even with like a big win. Like there wouldn't have been too many fans that were worried, I don't think, right? Yeah, I think that's fair to... So. So yeah, so it was, it was a shock result, and the thing is that I don't know, I, I don't know what you think. I don't think it was, you know, it can't, it's not really one of those games where you can where you can point out things like, oh, you know, the, uh, Liverpool played really well, but they just, you know, the finishing wasn't there. You know, like we said that a lot last season. I remember was it like the real, was it with like Real Madrid and Champions League, and then some other times where like Madrid or yeah, when like Liverpool played really well and just couldn't finish. Yeah. Um, um, and then during the prem as well. But I don't think it was one of those games. But let me know if you think different. I think, you know, it was a – I think it was a pretty fair result. No, I think definitely. First, let me say, congr- like, props to Fulham for putting – they like, Liverpool came out and put together a stinker of a performance. But Fulham also, to be fair to them – played really, really well, considering that they're a new Premier League side and they were not afraid of going head-to-head against Liverpool. With that being said, though, Liverpool played so lethargically and they just lacked any sort of energy that they kind of, like like you said, I don't think that the Liverpool fans were really worried about this game. And it showed with the players also that I think they had kind of written this off as a win before the ball even kicked off. And 
Uh, the only bright spot I can say from Liverpool's perspective is that one, they didn't draw, they didn't lose. They picked up at least one point, which as we know, going into the end of the year, as we've seen like last year, like one point can make a huge difference. But with that being said, also like one point can make a huge difference. So like dropping points to teams like Fulham, this might be one of those games where you look back at and game week 38 and you're like, well, I, I can't believe that like if we would have just won that Fulham game, then things would be a little bit different. I'm not going to say that that's going to be the case already, but I do have the feeling that this might be one of those games that you look back on and wish you didn't drop points on. Um, yeah, because and it shows too. It shows the importance of like everyone talks about preseason and preseason. Okay, it is like you know just to get warmed up and stuff, and people disregard whatever preseason performances, which is fine. But it shows the importance of like making sure that preseason's done right and that you go into because it takes it does take teams and players like a little bit to get used to the season and get into the groove of things. And you know, I think most people have no doubt that Liverpool is not like. Anyone, I don't think anyone thinks this is representative of what Liverpool season is going to be like. I think and most people think, myself included, that they're going to bounce back and, you know, they're going to be, you know, they're probably going to go on a run of wins and be right up at the top for most of the season. But that, like you said, like just because it took them that one, even just that one, it, all it takes is that first game, like you said, to not be at the races. So like, okay, get, still be figuring things out, getting a little warmed up and drop, drop points to a team like Fulham. I don't know when City play Fulham, but it might not be until, you know, mid-season when they're already full stride and they probably won't drop points. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, um, I, would, I would argue that – I don't. I mean, I would argue that compared to Liverpool and City's preseason, like in the champion – or in the uh, community shield, like I think Liverpool actually had some good performances over the preseason. I don't think that it was mainly – No, no, no. Yeah, I'm, I wasn't saying that Liverpool didn't, didn't have a good preseason. I was just saying it shows, it shows the importance of, like, the first game. Like, even for me – as a United, it wasn't it wasn't really about Liverpool's preseason performance. It was more oh, okay, just okay. about like it shows why why preseason why preseason is important because the first game you have to be like ready to go in the first game. Yeah. And first and Liverpool should have been like you said they didn't have a bad season. Plus they had the Community Shield, which was like a full like actual game. Um, but they just didn't look like fully. Wait, up all, the I races, think from right? their perspective, it was all mental. It was all mental. It's not like they have some sort of new tactics coming in. It's just that they weren't mentally prepared to hit the ground running versus a team that was not afraid of them. So, like, they... Yeah, credit to Fulham. Yeah, credit to Fulham, like I said earlier. But they Fulham played exceptionally well. Um, and the one bright spot for Liverpool Metro. was Darwin came on, and just like he did in the Community Shield, he, he changed the game. He was a threat, yeah. and he was basically the only reason why Liverpool even picked up a point is because of Darwin. So, I mean a good start to his Liverpool career and in the two competitive games that he's played so far. Hopefully that's a sign of things to come, but a little bit more worrying for me, even than the performance is the now like the injuries that are starting to stock up already for Liverpool. Um, during the game, Thiago got injured and they said it's a hamstring injury that could keep him out for one or two months, which is pretty long actually. I think like that's for a player that, wow. Yeah. So Tiago is probably going to be out for one or two months and that, and Massif got injured today in training. So I'm going to read to you the injury list for Liverpool right now. So they have Massif and Konate out at center back. And then um, Tiago and Jones and Ox are out at midfield. And then Jota is out as a forward. And then Calvin Ramsey, who's a young right back that we just signed also out and Keller, our second choice 
keeper also out. And but these are not just like knocks and stuff that will keep people out for one game. These are injuries that might be lasting like until the World Cup. So like good thing that Liverpool have a deep squad right now, but man, not the uh, ideal start, I would say, to their season. Yeah, no, but uh, well, a couple of things. Yeah, first on the Fulham side, you already like said give credit to them, but definitely also to, to Mitrovic because he, he has a lot of doubters when he comes oh, yeah. to the because yeah. he, he always kills it in the championship and then people doubt him in the prem because to be fair he hasn't performed. Um, or last time he was there he didn't perform, but you know he's he started off well, great start, two goals, which brings me to my next question: Are you worried? You worried about like injuries and you're worried about kind of the general performance. Are you worried about the defense at all? the way those two goals were scored? Honestly, I'm not. I mean, okay. I don't, I think that Liverpool, I mean, in the last three or, especially since Van Dyke came, they've had basically the, the best defensive record in the league. Um, and yeah, you can knock Trent for being a mediocre defender or whatever, but with that matchup, Van Dyke, Robbo and Trent, with Allison and the goal, like they have a great defensive record. I'm not really that worried about, about it. You know, I just, it is what it is kind of thing, you know, like one was, yeah, I think it's, like the first one was Trent getting like, that was a classic Trent play where he didn't jump for the header, which is a totally different story, but that's just kind of something that I've grown to expect, not expect, but like, I guess be okay with where sometimes he leaves you a little bit like, like wanting more defensively. But on the other hand, like Van Dyke made a uncharacteristic error when to give up the penalty, and then you know then has two 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 goals for Fulham. So I'm not really that worried. I just think that Fulham played well and they caught Liverpool off guard. Yeah, it is. I think it it is huge though more than people think that Liverpool got the one point. I think which you already mentioned, but I think it's like I think it's massive because the feeling is bad now, but. It's still, I don't know, I feel like it could be a lot worse. The feeling would have been a lot worse if they had drawn. And I guess this can bring us to our next point. I think Liverpool also got lucky in a way with the United result the next day. Because I think if if United beat um, Brighton, or even honestly draw Brighton, right, then the talk of the weekend is all about Liverpool. Because all the other big teams kind of did what they needed to do if United right. had beaten Brighton. But because United lost to Brighton, and United lost a day later. United's been like the huge story, deservedly so, from United because they don't deserve it to not be the story. But I think, luckily for Liverpool, the the spotlight was kind of turned away from them, at least as far as like media is concerned. So the players can kind of focus on getting back. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It was, uh, I guess, good for, by Eric Ten Hag to put up even more of a dud of a performance than than Klopp's team. So I mean, yeah, let's, exactly. let's hop over to that game uh, quickly. Or let's not quickly take our time on this one because I think there's a lot to unpack here. Um, so on Sunday, United lost to Brighton 2 1. Oof, not what you want to see, I guess, from the first game under the new exciting era of Eric Tim Hogg. Craig, what, what's going through your mind right now? Um, I don't really know. For me, I'm I'm very conflicted because I know a lot of fans have very, they very strong opinions. Like some fans will come out after the game, and say, 
you know, well, what were what, what were you expecting, right? Because the, he still hasn't been backed by the board, whatever the way he wanted to. The main thing that United have been asking for for like all coaches are needed for now now more than a couple of years is a central defensive midfielder, or just a central midfielder at least who can also play defense. Um, and and they haven't gotten one. They haven't even tried to get one. Well, okay, this time I guess they tried to get De Jong, but he's still not a defensive midfielder, but at least he would like strengthen up that midfield. We need some more control in the midfield and the board hasn't gotten anyone. At least they made an effort this summer or the, the media make it seem like they made an effort, but they didn't get it done. And now it looks like he's going to go to Chelsea anyway. So they wasted the whole summer on De Jong just to not get him. Um, and so people are saying that, people are saying, you know, they needed a striker and we needed a midfielder. Those are the two most important positions. We got neither of them. So you see, you have those people that like coming after the game and like, okay, well, you know, blame the board. The board needs to go. They just paid themselves 11 million, blah, blah, blah. And then you have other people as well who say, okay, but also it, it's like, we get what you're saying, but also what if Klopp or Pep had the team that United had right now, right? They, it's, no one's saying that the team would be good. Like Scott McTominay and whatever still wouldn't be a good player. Except, or wouldn't be, it wouldn't be like a great player. It wouldn't be, you know, he wouldn't be a, a Fernandinho or Rodri for being like Klopp and Pep have good players. But does that mean that United's players, just because they're not the, the best players at the same level as City of Liverpool, does that mean that they're the same, the, the, does that mean they're worthy of the performances that, put, that they're putting out? And, you know, that makes sense to me as well. People are saying like, okay, it's right to blame the board, et cetera, et cetera. But at some point, you know, you have to also admit that the players are not that bad, right? The players are, it's not like United are, United does, don't have players that should be losing to Brighton, right? That should be getting run out of the park, run off the park by Brighton. And this happened last season. Yes, we finished sixth. We finished sixth by, one, well, not even going for one goal differential to West Ham, right? It doesn't matter who United didn't get the summer before. We still have way better players than West Ham have on paper as a whole, right? Is it better to compare your new manager, who's his first time in the Premier League, to the arguably the two best managers in the world right now? No, no, no. I'm so that's that's not the point, right? I'm just saying this. I'm saying this is why I'm conflicted because this is what I'm reading on Twitter. I'm reading. I totally first what I saw on the first side, which is like why the right, board yeah, is bad. Yeah. And this is the second side that are saying, you know like in general we have to we have to also look beyond the board and you know realize that we still have better players even without any new signings we still have better players than what our performances are showing right and so I think I'm somewhere in between those two points where I'm getting a little bit tired of like blaming the board which I, I the board sucks right the Glazers suck everyone sucks at United I I get that and I, I agree with that but I can't really do anything to change it and I'm getting a bit tired of you know, just using that as an excuse and going back to, oh, well, new signings, new signings, new signings, because I think that there's more to these players regardless, which is why, which is why I'm not making these snap decisions after the first game, because Eric Ten Hag needs more time. But, um, yeah, I'm from now on, I'm going to kind of be more in between and say, okay, yeah, we need more players, but let's see what we can do with these players. And I think these players on their own should be able um, to do better than they did against Brighton. But Eric Ten Hag needs more time. The only thing is that now that if we're critiquing his performance, I don't really know what it is. You'll have to tell me. But here we are yet again with another United manager playing Scott McTominay and Fred in midfield. Dude, that's exactly the same thing I was going to say. 
So I was like, it's like the team sheets before before the game started. And I was like, what the heck? Why are why are why is McFred happening again when we've tried this for like three cycles of managers now and it hasn't worked once? But then you look at the bench, who is gonna play there? Who are you gonna put in? I guess maybe Donnie. Well, so that's the thing, right? That's so yeah, Donnie's an option. Admittedly, Donnie didn't have like a fantastic preseason. He had like a whatever. He was fine, kind of. Um, but yeah, like people are saying, and I agree with this. Why not? Why not give youngsters a chance? We had some. We have some fantastic young uh, youngsters in midfield, right? Talk about talk about Zidane, talk about James Garner, talk about um, a couple of the other guys who played during midfield. Smith names slipping my mind right now during preseason. We had some really really strong performances, um, and United have always been that's supposed to be their DNA. Like you think of Alex Ferguson, all some of the first names you think of are all from like the class of 92 who all were given chances because they impressed when they were whatever teenagers or like really young. And he put them into the first team and gave them a chance. I understand that, you know, they don't have experience, but why not try them? You know what I mean? If, that's, it hasn't a little worked, bit of like a, that's pretty, a, that's a t- pressure packed first game. If you're making your first team debut on the opening day, of the Premier League, like wouldn't you want to? No, no, I, I ideally you would want to get them in a little bit more. I get starting Scott McTominay and Fred just because of the options. Um, you know, I still would have preferred Van de Beek starting, but I, I get starting it. But then it was so clear at halftime that the midfield we had no control in the midfield, and that was kind of the biggest problem on the pitch. But he didn't make any changes at halftime, which I wasn't happy about. So, and then honestly. The same thing with Maguire. I, I honestly, I don't think Maguire had, you know, a, a horrible game or anything like that. Um, but I am also confused with the, I don't know, the decision to keep him as captain. Um, kind of keep him as captain and, and start him. Because I don't know, there were, you know, center backs had some, Eric Bailly had a great preseason. Moran looked good and he only played one game, to be fair. And then I guess Lissandro Martinez did start. But I just was hoping for like a complete clean slate with this, with the new Ten Hag era. And I don't think it's quite like completely that. I think he's still figuring things out, but not just complete clean slate. Whoever, you know, impressed me in preseason and training is the ones who gets to start. I think he, he kind of had preconceived notions and he's still being a little bit safe. I was just hoping he'd be more like, like I would have been okay with losing to Brighton if he had gone with like an experimental team. You know what I mean? Then I, at least I feel like, okay, you know, he tried he something, something different. different. He's, yeah, he's giving people a chance. We know it's going to take time, but at least he's doing something with that time. Now I feel like we didn't really learn anything that we didn't already know from that match. He, you know, we lost control with Scott, with Scott McTominay and uh, Fred in midfield, and then, you know, our center backs weren't great. I just didn't feel like we learned that much from it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that the whole, the whole like, the, your whole point about how United – on paper still have a talented team, but for some reason they can't figure it out, even like versus a team like Brighton where on paper they're way more talented than them. I think that whole thing can kind of stem back to like, there's a big mental aspect that's playing a big part in their locker room. It looks like there is some sort of block where this group of players cannot push past. I don't know what it is, but it just feels that there's like, I, I don't know, maybe this because there's a lack of a strong leader in the locker room. Um, and that's maybe... Yeah, Ronaldo. 
Right, but I mean, even Ronaldo, like, is he really setting the best example for the club right now? Yeah, I, well, I don't know, but like, it, they don't. It's not like they're lacking. They're not lacking like experience. They have Ronaldo. I'm, Ron I'm like, saying maybe you need a vocal leader to like give these people a kick in the ass. And when Harry Maguire is yelling at you right after he's the one who like made the mistake to give up a goal, like, are you really gonna listen to him? You need to have a a leader who's vocal and like, keeps people accountable and also like puts forth solid performances himself you know or else he loses all yeah. sorts of credibility i don't know i'm just saying that like i'm trying to figure out like you said why these on paper a solid team i want to say they're like great not definitely not the best manchester united team we've seen definitely not the best premier league team right now but there should be better than 2-1 and honestly should have not shouldn't have been 2-1 it could have been worse like yeah and, I just, and like yeah you, you know what they say like this the sign of insanity is always like doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results well we've seen that now from so many different managers that they keep on trying the same four two three one with mcfred at the back and the base of that and it's not working and i would like to maybe see next time maybe you play erickson and bruno and then one of fred and McTominay together um, I know that Erickson played as like a false nine this game. Once again, I guess speaking to, I guess that was more because Ronaldo apparently wasn't fit for the to start, right? Yeah, but Erickson played well. Like Erickson and Sancho, those are probably the only two players that like actually put in pretty good, or like actually wanted to make things happen with the ball during the game. And he he looked good during preseason as well, Erickson, which is why he he got his start. So like maybe now that Ronaldo, hopefully Ronaldo will start the next game. Maybe it, it was unfortunate as well that Ronaldo had the whole thing with preseason and being out and whatever the issues were. I don't know if it was he wanted he wanted to leave. He had family issues, et cetera, et cetera. So he was never going to start this game. And then Martial got injured after having a really good preseason. Martial yeah. got injured right before because he would have started at forward. So it'll be interesting to see now. Hopefully he'll be available next week. I don't really know what the or I don't think he's available yet. But Ronaldo will be available. So hopefully if Erickson deserves to start which he does then maybe he'll be given the chance in midfield but the problem is we need then like a midfield of bruno erickson and maybe fred i guess to like to actually control the midfield which will be interesting because you're taking out you know even though scott mccominay didn't play well you're still taking out like a more solid player to add in another yeah, creative guy who's not he's known for not to, known for like yeah it can mess up the balance for sure for sure yeah. All right. Well, I think that it'll be interesting to see what they do. Uh, they play tomorrow against Brentford, so that'll be interesting. Oh, also, also, yeah. We always be we always forget with our we always forget to talk about the other side. But yeah, Brighton. I think like, man, what a great performance by Brighton to to come out there. To sh- they've lost. We were talking about when we did our preseason predictions. They lost. They lost Basuma. Who else did they lose? Cucurella. They lost. They just lost Cucurella. You know, they've lost some big players um, and people were doubting, or at least I was doubting as well, I love Brighton. You know, this. I love Brighton. I love Graham Potter, probably the biggest fan. That's not actually a Brighton fan, but even I was like, I'm unsure about this season because last season, you know, they did well, but did they have enough to like actually sustain it and keep performing at that mid table or even higher level, especially once they lost, you know, two of their brightest sparks last season. And man, Graham Potter showed why he's, 
he really is he really is a he really is a wizard. He came back and played Manchester United off their own ground at Old Trafford. Yeah, and I think Brighton showed that they're something to be excited about again this season. Yeah. Another team that will be happy with their more than I guess maybe more than happy with their start to the year is um Tottenham supporters. They won four to one versus Southampton. They really hit the ground running and kind of kept up uh, kept up their momentum that they've carried from the transfer window and they showed it on the pitch here. The only player, um, let me look here. So actually none of their new signings started. Perisic, Longley, and Basuma were all used as spent, as a uh, substitutes and stuff, but they didn't really need it. Like they, I mean, man, Tottenham can be, they're going to be scary this year for sure. I don't really yeah. know other than the fact that they won four to one and their new signings who everyone was touting as probably the best transfer windows, one of the best transfer windows in the league. None of their new signings even started. So like that's gonna be a it's gonna be a um hopefully a promising year for Tottenham fans from their perspective. But any any takeaways from that game, Craig, or are they just kind of confirmed that they're gonna be a threat? Uh, yeah, I think they need, uh, again, I think it's similar to maybe like similar to like maybe like Liverpool Fulham in that you would have expected Tottenham to beat Southampton isn't, isn't really a strong team, right? They're, yeah, I mean, uh, they're relative. To be fair is, uh, a lot of people are picking them to go down. So yeah, they're relegation contenders this year. So, you know, people would have expected Tottenham to win. So it's not like it's a huge win. I don't think people are going to get carried away or I hope not, but it's so important for them to go out and get that win after they've shown the promise because now they started the season off on a good note and they have the confidence moving forward with all these new signings coming in with, it was a statement win. Like they went and they went down first, which wasn't great, but yeah. then they came back and won four one. So they showed mentality. They showed, you know, finesse. They showed everything you kind of wanted to see and their big players all gotten on the act except Kane, I guess, but you know, he'll get it on the act sooner or later. Um, so yeah, they've been brilliant. Honestly, since you talk about this transfer window, but even their last transfer window in January was fantastic. Turned their season around. Once yeah. Conte came in and got Benson Kuro, got Kulusevski, um, Romero. I, I I think Romero was in the. I don't know if he was in the winter, the summer before. But but still, like the board, they have backed him. Unlike the United board, Dan Levy has backed Conte. Conte does demand signings. He's gotten them and he's put them to good use. And then got another great. I think Tottenham have like the best something right, like best goal record or something since 2022. They're probably up there with just, like, overall points um, and good defensive record as well among the top in, in Europe since the start of 2022. So, yeah, it's exciting for them. Yeah, exciting times for Tottenham fans. Um, but I know I've said that before, and it's turned out not so mm. good. So we'll see if they can actually put the put it all together to the, see the finished product. But who knows? Maybe they'll be lifting the trophy at the end of the year. We'll see. Anybody could. No one's been mathematically eliminated yet. So um, <laughs> let's see here. Uh, some other results throughout the throughout the league. Villa lost 2-0 to Bournemouth. That was a pretty disappointing start for Steven Gerrard's side. Um, Leeds won 2-1 versus Wolves. Pretty big big game for Leeds. Good to see them get off the mark positively after once again, they also lost some some of their big players with Rafinha and uh, Calvin Phillips, and they are able to beat 
a solid Wolves team. Newcastle beat Nottingham Forest 2-0. Let's see here. Uh, Chelsea beat Everton 1-0. I think Everton are going to have a really tough season. I really, really do. This, they're gonna, especially with apparently Calvert-Lewin's out for a while. So they're going to be lacking a true goal scorer up front. And I don't know, maybe they could be facing the drop again this year. Craig, any notes from those games? No, not really. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, we have West Ham losing to City 2-0. And Holland gets off the mark. Scores two goals. I mean, that's probably – this is a good result for a city. But as good that's as, a great result. Yeah. I mean, West Ham, who – what, they finished in fifth last year? Well, they finished seventh because United oh, yeah. beat them by okay. goal differential. So they finished seventh, but they were in the top – they were in the top four for a lot of the year last year. Um, yeah. It's a strong team. Very, very strong team. And – to have your new star striker score two goals, one of the which was a penalty, but score two goals and basically, I mean, in typical city fashion, control the entire thing. Like, you couldn't have asked for much more. Yeah, no, really comfortable, great start for them. Yeah, they're going to take a lot of confidence from that as well. Right, and so, Holland's going to take a lot of confidence from that. Yeah, so name your team, name the team that should be from like taking carrying forward like to uh, this last week's results name the team whose fans should be most excited and whose fans should be the most worried um tottenham fans should be the most excited um because city fans i think you know they're used to not used to but like they it's, it's not they should be excited because i think but but they already knew beforehand right they've known for like even if you ask them at the start of last season you know do you think you're going to be contending for the title next season they would have said yes you know what i mean so it's not like yeah. it's not like a new excitement it's not like as big of an excitement as tottenham tottenham haven't won anything ever <laughs> um okay ever is a bit of a stretch but <laughs> as far as any of us can remember they haven't won anything um the one time they got close they finished third as they always say, they finished third in the two-horse race um, the year that Leicester won the year that Leicester won the league. So this really is exciting for, for Tottenham. So I think they should be the most excited, especially to see this team now with all their new signings coming in as well. Um, the team that should be, you said, the most worried? Yeah, the most worried. Um, I'll, I'll be honest. I think the, the media will immediately say Manchester United. I don't think that's true. As a Manchester United fan, I think it's just too early. It's just It's one game. Um, and it's a brand new manager, like give him time. I'm not worried or I'm, I'm worried about Manchester United. I'm always worried about Manchester United, but I don't think the most, I would say like, man, even Villa, I think losing to Bournemouth, not a great result. Yeah. That was, that um, was maybe going to be my pick that, I mean, Villa, they have like a lot of exciting players, but I I don't know. It's just that was a disappointing start to the to their year for them. And Ever I saw that little you know those side by side things on Twitter where they compare one manager to another. And through this point, this number of games managed, Frank Lampard and CVG are like at the exact same number of points or something through the however many games. Yeah. 
And, you know, we all know that Frank Lampard got sacked from Chelsea. I mean, to be fair, it was Chelsea and not Aston Villa, so they have different aspirations and stuff. But kind of just shows that um, Villa have another gear they can get to, I think, that they haven't discovered yet. And honestly, I don't know if they will under CBG. We'll see if he can prove. I mean, he's a, he's a young manager who doesn't have too much experience. So we'll see if he's able to to bring his team to the levels and fill their potentials. Yeah, you, you actually, you said that you talked about like Frank Lampard or Frank Lampard's record versus CBG's. I actually saw CBG has the exact same record as Gary Neville had at Oh, Valencia. no, yeah, that's what it was. That's what it was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which, I yeah, I was going to say, Frank Lampard's record, I don't think was that bad. Um, uh, Gary Neville's record was, wasn't, wasn't great, and he got, <laughs> he got fired. And yeah. now it's like one of the most infamous, you know, managerial stints that he still gets like roasted for a lot because that's how bad it was. Right. So it's to, that put it in perspective for me to see like that CVG started Villa as well. It's not a great start. Not but a great start at all. Everton fans, Everton's fans as well will be, or should be, should be worried just because they weren't, they didn't have a great season last year. They lost to Charleston and now I, I just found out from you that Calvert Loon's injured for long-term. I didn't know that he was a long-term injury. Um, and then on it, like, and then Liverpool and Manchester United fans, like Manchester United fans should be worried just because Manchester United and we have like, there's a good chance sixth place would be a great finish this season. I'm saying it right now. No one predicted United finishing any higher than six for a reason. And so if we, there's a lot of strong teams. If we finish six, I'll be, I'll be content with the first year. And then Liverpool fans shouldn't be worried about the season, but I think it's just a little bit of worry. Like you said, that you dropped points in the long run not like not worried that the performance is going to like extend in the future because i think liverpool will probably have a big win just this weekend but i think the only reason liverpool fans will be worried is like oh are we going to regret that two points yeah yeah i i would say for me my most exciting the team who's most most what should be the most excited about their season i didn't i'm going to say fulham um they've mm. they've struggled i mean you know they've been at the classic yo-yo club where like up and down up and down up and down Last year, they were a record-setting championship side. They come in here and play the team whose last real game was the Champions League final, and they draw. And they don't, like, nick a draw. They earn a draw. Yeah. That should be pretty promising to Fulham fans who – you know, I guess maybe, I mean, they must be excited to be back in the Prem, but they might at this point be like, okay, I've seen this story the same, like how many times are we going to see it, you know, before we actually stick. This could be the tier. That's true. I mean, this could be the year for sure. And then my my team who fans should be least excited about, I don't know, like you said, I think Everton could be on the chop also Villa were pretty pretty disappointing so those are my two so all right Craig let's wrap it up here or do you want to do the who am I yeah we can do that who am I okay do you have your player in mind um wait so are we doing we're doing okay so we're gonna do actually like a 20 questions type game for you guys so we're just gonna go back and forth answering yes or no questions until one of us guesses the other person's player. And it can be what we say, past or present Premier League players. Yeah, it can be any player, because one of your questions can be, you know, is it a current player? Um, 
Or actually, no, let's just do current players. And then should we do the rule where you like where you can't ask the same question or something? Yeah, let's do that. So we we can't like copy so we don't just questions. Ask them. Okay. Yeah. Let me think. All okay. Right. My player was so actually we, a past player, so let me think of someone really quickly. Because the problem is then if I ask as a past player, then you wouldn't be able to ask that same question. Well, then I can. Or I guess you could. You can ask player. Oh yeah. Okay. Then well, now you already told me it's a past player, but we can we can keep it then if you want. Like no, no, no. Let's, let's do. I already have someone in, so I'm good. Okay. All right. You go first. Okay. 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 Um, let's let's see here. Is your player on a let's say is your player on a top ten side last year? Top ten side from last year. What does that mean? A team that finished in the top half. In Europe? Wait, wait. Are we doing anywhere anywhere in Europe? Yeah, I thought we were doing any player. Oh, okay, okay. Wanna, I thought we were only doing any just teams. Do no, I like this. I like this. I like this. Okay. No, like, I, and yeah, I'm not saying my player is, is not in the prem, but I was just confused by the question. Okay, never mind, time. never mind. Let me let me let me backtrack here. Okay, so we're doing any okay. play, current player in let's say the big five leagues. Sure. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. What does your player play in England or Spain? No. Okay, so he plays in France, Germany, or Italy. Do you want to pick a new player? No. Or are you good? Oh, yeah, I picked one in my head. Okay, okay. All right. Um, does your player... Um, was your player in the Champions League last year? Yes. Okay. Let's see here. So I'm thinking of Italy, France, and Germany. Did your players oh did your players team win the league last year? No. Oh man, if you said yes, that would have been huge for me. I would have narrowed it down to three teams. Yeah. No, 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 no. Um did is your is your is your player forward? Yes. Um, is your player, did he, did he play, is he in the, uh, Bundesliga? No. Okay. So he's in the French league or the Italian league. Hmm. Um, is your player under the age of 25? Yes. Is, is your player on a champion? Oh, you already said this. Um. Let's see. Is your player a midfielder? No. Okay, not a midfielder. Okay, so young forward was in Champions League last year. Um,
did this player's team make it past the first round of knockouts last year? First round of knockouts? Like yeah. past the round of 16? He passed the round of 32. Oh, no, yeah, passed the round of, yeah. Yes. Like, did they make it to the round of 16? Oh, yes, yes. So out, they, did they make it out of the group stage, you mean? No, because out of the group stage is round of 30. No. Oh, no, no, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so did they make it past the round of 16? Yeah, okay. that's what I yes. mean. They did? Yeah. Oh, okay, all right. All right. So I got it down to eight teams. I know. Is your player... Is your player Italian? No. Oh, man, dude. I am grasping at straws here. Yeah. Oh, I know. Is he's a uh, non-Italian midfielder who plays in Italy or France? He's not a midfielder, remember? That's what I meant, yeah. Not Italian, yeah. not a midfielder. Like, 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 I'm, not giving you, I'm not giving you anyone this, but I'm playing fair. You definitely know this person, like, Easy. Yeah, no, no, it's fine. I'm just asking bad questions. Okay, um, so I got it down to eight teams. Those eight teams are City, Liverpool, Madrid, PSG. Um, who else were in the, who else in the top eight? Bayern, I think. I don't even remember now. I'm not gonna help you. I, I'm not allowed to look it up, am I? No. Did Villarreal? Did they even make it? <laughs> now I'm getting. They made it far. Villarreal, because they beat Juventus. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Villarreal. Chelsea, I think. Man, I might not remember last season's Champions League at all. Okay, so let's go with those teams for now, and then I'll think of. I'll think of who the others were. So those teams, a young forward who's under 25. Okay. Um, does your player oof. who was the semifinalist? Liverpool? Maybe I'll just ask that as my question. So I know Liverpool, City, Madrid, PSG. Who's the semifinalist? Those were the semifinals. No, who did Liverpool play? You know, Villarreal made it far because they played Liverpool. Is it? Who was oh, it? Oh, good. <laughs> yes, yes. Villarreal played Liverpool, but but you don't you don't care. You wouldn't pick a Villarreal player. You wouldn't you wouldn't pick a Villarreal player. Okay. Here's my question. You don't know. You wouldn't. You wouldn't. Yeah, I know, I know. You wouldn't. You wouldn't. <laughs> okay. Is your is your player European? European? No. Oh, okay. All right, a young South American forward. Well, you don't know he's South American. I, I know he's South American. <laughs> <laughs> he could be North American. He could be, but he's not. All right. I'll just keep assuming. You, can, right. you cannot name a North American forward who played in the, who was passed around a 16 in Champions League last year because there wasn't one. A North American forward? Hmm. Pulisic. Yeah, exactly. 
Oh, that's true. Let's see? All right. All right. Fine, maybe, you got maybe, one. maybe I just gave you my player. You could have. Maybe that was my goal. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, okay. Is your player in the French League? No. I said Serie A, that's not on AC Milan and not a midfielder. Is your player Vinicius? Yes. <laughs> oh, let's go. Let's go. Okay. okay let, me, let me keep going. Let me keep going. Let me keep going. I want to see how far. Yeah, I'm yeah. Going. Okay. So Syria off forward. Okay. Is he over the age of 28? No. Younger than 28. Syria off. Is he a forward? Yeah. Okay. Let me think here. This is so funny because it's it's not like it's not a difficult player. It's just missing. It's just like not in your head. I'll give you a hint. No, no, no. I don't want a hint. Okay. Okay. Does he play for a top four team in Syria? So I guess. Okay. Wait. wait. No. Does he? He doesn't. The team did not finish top four last year. Okay. Okay. I should have asked that question if I. Knowing the top four of the Serie A last year. Okay, what's your hint? I want the hint now. The hint is, you might not, like, you definitely know this player, but, like, he might not immediately, like, come to mind as a Serie A player for you. He's pretty recent in the Serie A. So, like, don't think of the... Oh, yeah. so he transferred this year into the Serie A? No, 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 no. He was in the Serie A last year. Um, but I think that was his first year. Like you might, you know this player, but you wouldn't. He's a young player. Um, but you wouldn't think of him immediately as like Syria. Like okay. now you would, because you know he is. But like young. in your head, he's probably not. Like when you're thinking Syria, he probably doesn't pop into your head yet. Man, am I like brain farting right now? Yeah. Oh, is it Vlahovic? No. I told you, so he's an easy player. It's easier than that. He did he did very well in, in Serie A last year. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. I don't know. Okay, here's my next thing. You wouldn't believe his nationality if I told you. What? If I told... If I told you, you would believe it, but like, there's not many of this nationality in the Syria. If I told you nationality, you would get it right away because it's like there's only probably one, one or two. Oh, Tammy. Tammy Abraham. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. How did I? Oh man. Okay. That was tough. But that was tough performance by me, not by you. That was pretty fair. Yeah, I thought like that was fair, right? Because I thought yeah, like I definitely, I definitely knew him. I just, man, that was stupid. I was being, I was being bimbo. Yeah, I think maybe the tough part is like, because even if I'm thinking of the Italian league, like I'm thinking of like Italians mostly. Yeah, right? exactly. I could only think of like Ibra. Oh, he's not Italian, but like Ibra, and then like all bunch of Italians. Yeah, exactly. I'm not thinking. I'm definitely not thinking of any Englishmen. I'm, I'm thinking like Chiesa, like Immobile. 
Insigne. Yeah. Like, I guess Alvaro Morata, but he's he was older than the threshold. So, I don't know. That was a tough one. I like that little the game, though. I liked it. I liked it. I think. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, okay. So, we got some exciting games next this weekend. We'll probably be back next time. Uh, sometime next next weekend to recap those. Um, yep. Yeah. Any other thoughts, Craig, before we close it out? No, I'm excited for this weekend. I'm hoping for a United win against Brentford. I'm hoping to see the first win. Um, but, yeah, nothing else. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I'm looking for a positive uh, Premier League result for Liverpool versus Palace. Um, they play on Monday, but I'm looking forward to that, and we will catch you guys next time. We try to pump them out like whales. <laughs> <laughs> All right, see you guys.